Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Gird your loins. It's time to go on vacay. Welcome back to Vacay. I am your host, Lisa Hamilton. This week, I have the founder of the Ladies Finance Club, Molly Benjamin, as my guest. I thought it would be a really great idea to get a financial expert to come on the show to give us some tips and tricks on how to actually save for a holiday and how to actually come back from a holiday and not be completely broke. And also when I'm on holidays, I am so shit at spending through my budget. I get very excited and go shopping and I just, I needed Molly to give me some help. Now that travel is returning, at least regionally, Lord knows we have been holding out for holidays and trips. So this is a perfect opportunity to get some advice on how to save for those. Hope you enjoy. Molly Benjamin, thank you so much for joining me on Vacay. This is kind of wild to see you. We used to go to school together and here we are jumping on a podcast together. I know. Good times. It's great to be here. Thanks for having me, Lisa. You haven't changed. (laughs) No, neither have you. And I think that's, and I mean that in like, you know, the most complimentary way. You are still Molly Benjamin to a T, but you look, you look gorgeous today. I wish everyone could see you with the, the Bondi sun coming in. Um, thank you for joining me. Yeah, it's so excited to be here. Now, since school, you've been super busy. Uh, you have launched the Ladies Finance Club, and I'd love for you to tell me a little bit about what the Ladies Finance Club is all about. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I was living in London working for a global bank, and I was like, I'm really bad with money. So <laughs> are a lot of my girlfriends. <laughs> this ain't good and then I was kind of asking around and I was like oh wow the women I'm working with they don't really know a whole lot about their finances as well they're not saving they're not investing they're not putting money into their super or their pension and I was like is this like a theme and so I started asking more people and I realized that it yeah this was this was a trend and kind of a scary one as well and you know women we are um, we live longer we earn less there's a pay gap we're retiring on half the super of men and I'm like holy hell we have to do something about this and when I started educating myself it was all very pale male and stale and blue mm. so blue I was like I don't want to engage with this I don't even want to read this um so yeah I thought let's put on some fun events get some champagne happening make it social and fun and let's talk about finance in a way that's really accessible so that's kind of how ladies finance club began and we were it literally started in my living room with my girlfriends and then we very out quickly outgrew my living room and then we were running events so we have a club in the uk and australia we run events a whole bunch of corporate workshops and work with like deloitte and microsoft and yeah we're all about trying to make finance fun and getting women to engage with investing and budgeting and saving and all those things we think are boring but are very important <laughs> i absolutely love this whole idea of of starting this club because i i am one of those women that has just no idea what's going on when it comes to finance have always like really avoided taking any care with it because 
I didn't have any idea about it. So like, I'm I'm shit with money. I will hold my hand up and say like, just so bad with finances. However, this year I dipped in and bought my first stocks, which I'm really proud of myself for doing that. And I put money aside each month to go into that uh, account that I have. And I'm like, I feel very Wolf of Wall Street. I'm like trading, like, you know, only like I only have like a few stocks, but I just, I'm getting on there every morning and I'm watching it go up and down. And it's very, it's very thrilling. Adulting hard. I love it. Absolutely. And it's so funny because when you go, I'm, you know, I'm shit with money. I'm not good with money. It's something I hear on a daily basis Mm. when talking to women. So there's so many people who have that kind of, you know, mindset out there, like, and, and we don't really, we've never really had to, I guess, really engage with it that much. Like we can kind of get away with putting our head in the sand, but then it gets to a point where it's like, okay, now is the time. I can't ignore this anymore. Mm. I gotta, I gotta get my, my shit together with finance. Totally. And I'm, and I'm still working through that. I'm still trying to get my shit yeah. together because life creeps up on you and you're yeah. in your thirties and you're like, oh, I forgot it's not- to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> thought about that but it's it is it's an ongoing relationship our relationship with money and I always think it's going to be one of the longest relationships we have and like any relationship you have to work on it like weekly daily you know it's something that if you ignore it you're gonna it's you're gonna have some kind of financial fall Mm. so um yeah it doesn't take doesn't take huge amount of hours but you just got to put time aside every kind of every week just to kind of have a check-in and yeah and see how you're see how you're going but that's great that you're investing. Thank you so much. Um, now, the reason why I wanted to get you on here today, I want to get all of those tips and tricks that you have and apply that to the world of travel because I don't know if you would agree with this sentiment, but I feel like Australians, obviously pre-pandemic, really um, worked to to go on holidays so they would save up all of their money blow it on a big huge holiday come back and have like no money and just start the cycle again would you agree with that that that's a pretty accurate statement of Australians yeah absolutely and I think also when Aussies do that abroad for a few years as well like so many of my friends came back in debt Mm. and I was like it doesn't have to be that way (laughs) um but yeah, it is. It's like, okay, we're here for a good time, not a long time. Blow, yes. blow, blow, come back. I need to get a job. I have no money. Yeah. And they start building again. But yeah, it definitely, I don't think it has to be that way. You can still have a good time and um, yeah, have a, have a bit of control over your spending. But I feel like it was almost like uh, a mark of honour. You'd go and do your stint in the UK and because everyone else came back broke, it made it okay. And you're like, oh yeah, I'm broke too. And so it's this pack mentality that like, oh, okay. Everyone's like that, but it doesn't have to be that way. Totally normalized. And I remember being um, in London in like the supermarket being like, I'm so broke. And my girlfriend was like, I'm so broke. And we're both like, we're so broke. Yet we were like out drinking champagne the night before we'd been in like Latvia the week before that. So we were like living this like kind of like wealth broke life. But um, yeah, and it was just so normalized to to be like, oh, I have no money. 
<laughs> I'm so broke. Um, can I borrow 50? Like, I remember borrowing money off my friend in Tesco so I could buy food. I'm like, no, don't. What is wrong with you, Molly? Like, you know, I, that was actually a real aha moment for me where I was like, okay, this isn't good. <laughs> That's a that's a low moment when you're in Tesco. Like I can imagine if it was Waitrose and you see maybe one of those really bougie dinner dinner meals, but Tesco. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't Iceland, but yeah, it was. Oh yeah, oh, little. <laughs> I this resonates so much with me because I was the exact same when I was living in London. It was like I look back and think I had these incredible travel experiences. I went to like Budapest. I did these big, you know, sail Croatia trips. And then I truly was, you know, back at my nine to five eating eggs for dinner because that's all I could afford. Yeah. That's. Yeah. And and we put travel so like, yeah, as you said, like Aussies, we love travel and we put that in front of, yeah, everything. Like I'll eat noodles for a week so I can go to Budapest and do a bar bath yeah kind of thing oh, party time, time. Oh, <laughs> oh the good time <laughs> gosh we sound 80 looking <laughs> back on our time in London you know we're still sprightly I swear <laughs> we still got it okay so applying that and and I guess that that, that negative side of um you know not having our finances together and, and, you know, just living paycheck to paycheck or sort of saving up for these holidays. I think what we've learned from the pandemic is that travel really is an essential luxury. Like it's, it's something that we need. So how do we figure our shit out and what are some tips, I guess, now that we can, we can move forward? What would you say your top three tips for saving for a holiday that's not going to, you know, leave you in the red and you come back from holiday and you've just got no money to your name? Yeah, absolutely. So the first thing I would say is, and it sounds so cliche, but what are you saving for? What are your goals? Like, what do you actually want? And you've got to get specific about it as well. Like, if you're saving up for a holiday to Italy, you're not like, I'm saving for a holiday to Italy. You've got to get like, you've got to work out. You've got to do a little bit of work. You've got to be like, okay, I'm saving to go to Tuscany in July, 2021. And it's going to cost me 2000 for accommodation flights. It's going to cost me about 500 for all the vino and pizza I want to eat. And it's going to cost me like, I want to have another kind of 500 for shopping. And then, so giving yourself a bit of a, almost like a mini budget of how much is this thing actually going to cost me so then you can work backwards so I always think like if you don't know where you're going you don't know how to you're not going Mm. to know how to get there so even just like writing it out and I always love to like break it into short medium and long-term goals so it might be like maybe your holidays are short-term goals like something you want to achieve in the next three years maybe you want to take a year of work and that might be a long-term goal or you might have a medium-term goal because the thing is you, life happens and you you're going to have other financial obligations as mm-hmm. well you might want to buy a house or um save up for ivf or having kids so you've got your different goals so i think it's really important to get clear on what's your short medium and long-term goals but then get really specific so put a date and a dollar amount we said beyonce says put a ring on it we say put a dollar amount on it <laughs> Um, I think one of the other tips I would have is always just have an emergency cash buffer. Now, like most people tell, like in 
in financial education will talk about like the emergency fund. I call it the OMG fund. Um, like, the, <laughs> oh my God, that just happened. I need money <laughs> quick. Um, because that is, we always say like have a thousand bucks sitting in a cash that you can't access. And that's just sitting there for emergencies. Um, the tire blue or um, you cracked a tooth, um, not like shops for everyone or I want a coat now. <laughs> I'm like, shit, I forgot my anniversary. Um, I need a present. It's like- Definitely don't use it. Not what it is for. <laughs> um, and that means as well, like if you, if something does happen and you're saving for a holiday, well, you can go into the emergency fund. You don't have mm. to go into your holiday fund. That can, can still be hitting that goal of, you know, the three, five, 3,500 that you need um, for your July 2022 Italy trip or mm. whenever the borders are open. I need to go. Yeah, exactly. And if you know how much that um, trip is going to cost you, you can work out how much you need to be putting away each week, yeah. each month or each week. And once you break that down, you know, 3,500 sounds like a lot of money and it is, but if you go, well, that's only like 250 a month and that's only like 60 bucks a, a week, like, you know, that that could be a lot more realistic and doable than saying, yeah. oh, God, I have to save 3,500. So would you say that the key is really giving yourself that lead time? Yeah. So you're not stressing out and it's more manageable and you're like still able to do the things in your life and you're still continuing to do that after you get yeah. back. Yeah, and then I would say the, the third kind of big tip here is, and I think this has been a big game changer for me, is like setting up your bank accounts to work for you. I speak to so many women, I'll be like, how many bank accounts do you have? And they're like, one. Mm. Everything comes out of it. I've got savings for holidays. I'm doing my day-to-day -day spending. I've got long-term savings. I'm trying to do investing. And I'm like, whoa, that would just blow my mind. Because so, you've got no visibility. Like I. Yeah. Where's this dollar going? What is that? Like, yeah, mm. it's just like a bit of a mess. So I love the 50, 30, 20 rule. And that's where you've got like, yeah. <laughs> Tell me more. <laughs> <laughs> you can see how I just get so excited by the bells and whistles. 50, 30, 20, go on. Yeah, no, right. Let me, let me get my back on. So you've got your bank account and you've got um, your in income, so your, your monthly paycheck or if you're self-employed working out what that average amount is, coming into um, your living expenses bank account. And you, we want to keep 50% of that money in there and that's going to go to pay for life, life's boring things. So like food, bills, mortgage or rent, electricity, utilities, all that stuff. So 50% of your paycheck should be covering that. Then you've got 30%, which is your fun money. And I have this as a separate bank account. I have a card in my wallet, which says fun account. Don't. I've written it on it. So I you know, it's going to be a good time when Molly whips out the fun card. Bottomless brunch time. I got my fun card out. <laughs> um, I know good. it sounds nerdy, but it just, it helps no, I love it. so much. And then, so 30% of my paycheck goes straight into my fun money account. And that's like, where I can save for a holiday. And I know um, other friends, they will set up a holiday account as well. So it'll be like, and they call it like- I love that because that gives you like a place and it's like, it's there and you know that you don't want to touch that because that's your holiday. You don't want holiday. to be money from Italy 2022. Yes. 
because people do this with houses as well. Like their cat, their cash deposit, they call it like my dream home. Mm. Um, so then you've got um, that, that 30% and, and people can change the percentages. These are just rules of thumb. Um, so you've got like that 30% going to your fund money and then 20% going to your long-term finance. So I call this my um, future me account. Um, which is that's where you might be doing your investments, like your, your shares or your exchange traded funds, your ETF. So it might be you putting extra into your super account, mm. whatever it is. But when you've got the 50, 30, 20, it just means the day you get paid, it automatically happens. Yeah. So you, you don't even have to think about it. So you've automatically got your, um, you know, your future growth, your wealth building stuff going on. You've got your fund All into money. Bitcoin. <laughs> If we're following, tra- oh no, we don't love Bitcoin. You don't love Bitcoin. Oh, I mean, I don't know. I don't know if I'd be investing all my money into it, you know? Oh, okay. I feel like this is a different podcast. The look that you just gave me. <gasps> I mean, I don't know anyone to be like, yep, invest everything into Bitcoin. I just, yeah. I, mean, I feel like it's I'm not a bit a of financial advice. But I've no, I feel like it's a bit of fun and games for the people who are already well versed in like investing and stuff like that it's a bit of a game it feels like to me yeah it feels a bit more like gambling than yes. um, long-term investing so I think you know it's so volatile so as long as you're happy to lose the money or yeah. maybe you could risk all the money who knows but one or the other could happen okay. um but anyway yeah 15, 30, 20, sorry <laughs> yeah so I think I and love then that you can have, yeah little pots for whatever whatever your goals are but especially holidays I think and that way, if you are saving with a partner, cha-ching, you guys can have that joint holiday account and you can be both putting into yeah. that joint money account. So it's not just um, you, you've got your separate ones going over and you can see that money building up. Yeah, um, you know, that's so great. Like I definitely have separate accounts for things, but I'd never really put aside money for holidays specifically. It was always just like kind of like your your budget of additional money for the for the week never really putting it towards a goal and I love that because it makes it seem more attainable because there's no there's no time frame on it it's just it's something that you're going to have to work on depending on what your situation is but it makes it more attainable I think yeah and if you know that you're saving for this trip and then someone goes oh do you want to come for a weekend away or be you know five hundred dollars each you can be like oh actually that's what I'm saving for. That's what I want. So I'm yeah. going to say no to this because I'm saying yes to this. And I think it just gives you a bit more accountability with yourself. Mm. I need accountability. So I'm, do I. I don't okay. trust myself. I'm a shady, shady little bitch. And I'll <laughs> just, no, I don't trust her. So this is good. Yeah. I Okay, great. And now you were telling me um, offline you had some travel budget apps because I want to move into actually when you're on holiday budgeting with you know the money that you've set aside for your spend because I am horrible with this I I'm definitely at fault for blowing my money because because I approach travel in a very romantic way and so (laughs) I remember when I was in the bazaars of Istanbul when I was in oh, Turkey yeah. and it was, it was first on my, it was pretty much the first city of like a three week trip. And I saw this, I, it's, it's actually very embarrassing to think, but I saw this 
um, antique whirling dervish coat. And it was like, you know, the, you know, the whirling dervishes in Turkey, those men that do the dances. And it was this beautiful coat that had like, you know, all this gold embroidery on it. And I was like, that's going to be stunning uh, in London. I'm going to wear that all the time. Outrageous to think that I would ever wear that in public because it's just, (laughs) I mean, it's beautiful, but it's certainly not appropriate to be wearing. And I bought it because I was like, you know, I'm going to keep this forever. I could not tell you where it is, but I pretty much blew half my spending budget in that one go because I had this mentality of, Oh, it's travel. It's I've got to get this. I don't want to miss out on this opportunity. It's I'll a just memory. Yes, yeah, it's, I'll have it forever. It will always remind me of that time I was in Istanbul. Yes. Yeah. So how how do you not do that? I'm just asking <laughs> for a friend. How do you not do that? You know, I think you're definitely allowed to trick yourself. Mm. Um, you know, when when it's needed, and I think the impulse is really tricky when you travel as well because I know when I'm in those bazaars I'm like oh yes I've always wanted that yeah like that must be mine and then you get into the negotiation and bargaining haggling now I'm really invested in this yeah and then you're just like just wait do I really need um yeah a Persian carpet right now (laughs) in my early 20s probably not walk away Molly walk away but I think you know having a good understanding of how much have you actually put aside? Like how much can you actually afford Mm -hmm. um, for this trip and being quite strict with yourself. And as I was mentioning, there are some great um, budgeting apps. Um, uh, There's kind of, and you can, you don't even have to use a a budgeting um, travel app. You can just use any budgeting app. Yeah, right. But um, there's a couple, there's uh, Travel Spend, Trip Coin, Spendy. Um, Travel Mate um, is great because you can use it off, line as well oh, so you good. Don't have internet access i also love having a currency converter on my phone so i can just whip in especially if it's a currency i'm not familiar with aka turkish currency <laughs> i can go okay how much is that in like my australian dollars yeah shit no i'm not buying that off oh my god what a bargain um but i guess which is what i should have done which is what i should have done having check-ins and the thing is it's I get it because like when you're on holiday, it's so exciting and you know, you're, you're in the moment all the time. You're living your best life and you don't necessarily want to be thinking about money. You're like, oh, I've been saving for this. But it is, I guess, really important to have at least an understanding of, okay, I've got an average of $150 a day. So if I am wanting to buy the skinny robe, what does that mean <laughs> for the rest of the world? What does that mean for the rest of the trip? How much will that cut up? Okay, it means I'll only have $50 each day for the week. Does that sound doable? Or have it something at the end that you can come back to um, at the trip? I just didn't have that visibility. So that's that would have been so important to just see that I couldn't have avoided that at all. Yeah, it's totally easier easier said than done. Mm. I also love um, when I travel in groups with girlfriends because we used to be like, it was like girl tribe takeover. There'd be like 14 <laughs> Queensland girls. I'm like, oh, there's one from New South Wales. Diversity. <laughs> like we were just like such Aussie travellers. Like, I in know. Our and like when you've got like, we're like when you're travelling with big groups, like eight girls or 10 girls, like, we used to create like a kitty where everyone would just put in a hundred bucks. So we'd have like, someone would be in charge of the kitty. And if we went to a bar, instead of everyone having to, cause I just come over and give you table service, 
everyone would be drinking around the same thing at all yeah. beers or cocktails and then someone would just be in charge of paying all the time and um it just stopped because you know when there was that stingy person when you travel there's yes. like one or two and then they make everyone else stingy because they're like they're just being it's not just on principle now they want their 50 cents back no <laughs> i know want to make sure. so that's so, a fantastic idea for next gal's trip yeah start a kitty for food and drink stuff yeah and, and transport as well like you got to jump in a taxi yeah and true like same place. it just means you're not like here's a you know and especially because we're coming such a cashless society it's not necessarily we're going to have cash on us all the time yeah true. and so that's when i also love split wise as well so if you don't do the kitty, mm, good one split wise is like a lifesaver so like i'll get dinner I'll put it on split wise and because you can do multiple currency yeah while i had a split wise with my sister and it was like us dollars euro pounds it just went for years and the other day we're like we need to sort that out beam it is good i've been using beam it for you know, if we have like a family dinner and or yeah. if we've got like a family weekend away and we just kind of split things that way, you yeah. start like a little holiday specific um, tab and it all just goes in there and works it out. Yeah, totally. So we used to have like split wises for like different holidays we were on. Um, yeah, even things like living expenses with roommates, like you can use it for so many different Yeah. Things. Oh my gosh. Thank God for apps. Seriously. They We've got time to like input shit into a spreadsheet. <gasps> no. And like using the calculator on your iPhone, I wouldn't dare try and figure out like who like oh, messy. Messy when it's currency. Like, yeah, no, no, no. So, so those those are some great tips for um budgeting when you're on holidays. I think you've hit the nail on the head there. Like, you know, use these apps to really um give yourself the visibility of what you can and can't spend. I think that's awesome. Yeah. And also use them, yeah, to help you budget for the holiday. Yeah. Well. Like they're they're great for that as well. You can budgeting apps are bad because they connect them with your bank accounts. So yeah. You don't even it already knows where it already categorizes your spending for you. It'll tell you exactly how much you're spending where. When. I need an app that's quite rude to me. I think I think I'm gonna go to spend something that I don't need to spend, and I need my the app to say to me like, "No, bitch, we won't be doing that today. We will not be oh, spending that. that." We are denying you this. You can afford it, but we're not gonna let you. Yeah, I need tough I love, love for sure. Maybe we can um, develop that offline. That could be our new. A lot of people need that. I mean that. I just think it'll work wonders. Um, Okay, so finally I want to get your thoughts on, um, I know I've sort of centred a few things on the pandemic today and, um, you know, I think a lot of people are doing it tough. Um, We're still in it. Um, Things are looking uh, better here in Australia and people are starting to want to plan uh, at the very least, regional holidays or holidays yeah. within Australia. And obviously now the Trans-Tasman bubble um, is up and running, you know, international holidays on the cards again, which is super exciting. But I know for a lot of people, you know, the financial strain of, of the last year and a half has been really tough. So um, what advice would you have for people who are so keen to get out and, and go on a holiday, but maybe still you know, feeling the effects of the pandemic financially? 
Yeah, I mean, a couple of different things, I guess. So I guess, you know, when you think of like into travel, like it doesn't have to be all five-star hotels mm. and resorts. Like there's so much you can do like, you know, in your own backyard, which is really cost-effective if it's, you know, cam- a camping trip with um, mates or if it's, you know, looking at Airbnb options with friends. Like you can get some great Airbnbs and if you've got lots of people, you know, it's really affordable. So I think it's almost looking, thinking outside outside the um, box of, okay, if we are traveling, how could we do it? Maybe, you know, maybe it doesn't have to be, you know, a really expensive affair. You can enjoy the little things yeah. um, in life. And um, I think also there's a couple of things you'll definitely want to, you know, unfortunately, sometimes you just need to get sorted before you can take those um, luxuries as well. You know, you, yeah. you want to get that emergency fund set up. You want to mm-hmm. get, you know, get high interest debt um, under control. I hear people say, oh, I'm just going to put it on afterpay on my credit card. Mm. That's not your money. That is money you're borrowing at a premium rate and it's going to cost you more money. Yeah. So, um, I think that's a really important one. And I think we have been living a bit of this very kind of, uh, I don't know what you call it, like um, just very exuberant lifestyle before COVID hit. And I think it showed many of us that we can't actually live, we can't afford the lifestyle we want to live. Totally. So we do need to have a bit of a reality check. Like we can't be going on holidays every few months um, doing huge weekends away we just can't afford it so I think it's you know getting really clear on what it is that you want being um, mindful with your money working out what are your goals and being really specific around those and putting money aside and a big one I always say is paying yourself first so before you you know plan holidays um, you pay the expenses pay the bills you're putting money aside you're putting savings aside first Mm -hmm. so then it means that you can hit those goals um yeah and then another one I guess is just we've just to touch on because we are talking travel it's just like being aware of what insurances you should and shouldn't have I know insurance is a bit like snooze fest Mm -hmm. gotta think about it it's important travel insurance is important um especially if you're hiring cars especially if you're yeah, once the bubble does open, if you're going overseas, it's important that you are protected and that your your health is protected. For many of us, Lisa, in our age group, we are our biggest asset in life. If we are on X amount of money times by the next 30 years of our working career, yeah. that's millions of dollars and we need to make sure we've got that protected. And um, you only have to have like a scare or know someone that's had something to just really drill into you that it's so essential to get travel insurance. I got I got a really bad kidney infection when I went back to the UK and I had a hospital stay, had like, you know, I was on the drip and everything and it was free. Zero, zero. I just had to give them my travel insurance, which was like all hospital cover and I didn't have to pay a cent. Yeah. And that could have been easily been like thousands of dollars. Totally, yeah. So I know it sounds very adulty and boring to talk about insurance, but I'm like, just check your no. habits. Yeah. Around. It's not that expensive. And no. Your travel um, holiday. Yeah, because that that could be the difference of like you coming home and I don't know, not being able to buy the car that you wanted to when you came back, and that money that you'd oh. been setting aside, like it's just not worth it. Totally, especially if you get stuck in a country like America or oh. whatever. Oh, prices are ridiculous. Like, yeah. Nightmare. 
essential. It's an essential. Um, and I have been just to jump on the back of your hot tips. I have been seeing like, if you're, if you're savvy enough and you give again, like to your point, giving yourself enough lead time, there are so many deals that are popping up because obviously all of the state um, governing, you know, travel bodies oh. want people to travel. So like there are actually some really incredible deals, especially if you're bundling things together. Like if you're going to see an attraction, then you can bundle holiday in with that as well. Like, so I'm definitely seeing that popping up. I think it's about um, being a bit flexible about when you're going to go. So it's like, yeah. it's only these dates or those dates and you're going to save yourself money, I think. Totally. And like the Black Friday sales and like mm. special sales. I know the government's doing 50% off flights. If you know you've got a wedding coming up, like, yeah, get those things booked. Be fle- As you said, be flexible with your dates. I put, I am such like a sky scanner. I'm like, okay, oh, sky scanner. what date? Okay, let me try Google Flights. But I do it incognito so the cookies don't follow so they can't put up the um, oh. flight prices because sometimes the sneaky buggers do that. And you're looking at That's a, flight a and then good hot tip. It is, it's a bit of a hot tip, yeah. And then you look back and you're like, um, just wait, let me get that on my phone browser. Oh, it's back to the cheaper original price. So you're right. And then if you are booking a trip online or you're booking insurance online, definitely use a cashback site, um, mm. cash rewards. These are fabulous. You literally get money back. So I book my holidays through like different online browsers mm-hmm. and I get money back. Cashback oh. sites are the best. We don't talk about cashback sites. I mean, I'm always talking about cashback sites. I would like, not oh, hear about anything to do with cashback sites. Okay. Well, super quick. So a, a one I love is cash rewards. So anytime you shop online, we're talking Maya, Lululemon, Apple, bookings.com, Expedia, um, any kind of insurances, Flower, anything, like anything, you get a percentage of your money back into your cashback account. because it's like an affiliate. So they're saying, thanks for bringing us this direct customer. We're going to give you money back, but they pass it on to you. Great. It is the best. I always thought that those things were scams. Yeah, no. Fantastic. I've got to go. I've got to go shopping. (laughs) The other day I booked, um, I bought flowers for a friend and I got like $8 back. I was like, great. Yep. And a friend of mine booked a holiday the other day. She was like, "Um, I just got $150 back. I'm like, yep, use cashback sites, guys. They're not scams. <gasps> oh my gosh, you've just changed things for a lot of people. Yeah. Oh, and, and this, I love cash this rewards, is why we had you on here. Back. There's a number of them in Australia. So yeah, just go with the main kind of three. Or Amazing. Of, yeah, they're great. Oh, there you go. Saving people money everywhere. Um, now, Molly, my golden ticket question, I ask all of my guests at the end of the episode, if you could jump on a plane to go anywhere in the world tomorrow and you didn't have any responsibilities, no work, no anything, money wasn't an issue, where would you go? Um, so I'm a travel fiend and next on my lip is next on my list is Cuba. Cuba. Oh, so I really want to get to Cuba. <gasps> Incredible. Yeah. So when borders open and we're allowed to travel further than New Zealand, um, I will be yeah getting on a hot little plane over there. Oh my gosh. Amazing. Do you speak any, do they speak Spanish there? 
so I haven't done too much research, but when I watched Dirty Dancing Havana Nights, we all spoke English, so I'm not sure what that, I think it might be. The critically the acclaimed movie. <laughs> that is one of the reasons I want to go there. Just relive the dream. Um, no, they. I'm, I'm fairly certain they speak limited English. So before you go. I might need to work. Brush up. Because, you know, they've been so closed off from the world for so long, they haven't westernised like a lot of, which is a great thing, I think, because it's the essence of Cuba is still untouched by dirty Australians coming in. Changes by the Australian bogans. Like, like we're good at ruining a nice travel location. Oh, my gosh, just our voices alone just echo throughout the. Yeah, Japan. (laughs) Oh, the guilt I feel when I go to these countries and just loud Australians. Like people talk about Americans being unruly when they go to countries, but I reckon Australians are just as obnoxious. And we're not going to stop, are we? On occasion I'm like, I've been on a beer bike with like 10 Aussie girls oh, in a country. No. I'm like, I'm pretty sure we were those Australians. <laughs> yeah, I, if I think hard enough, I don't have to think hard enough. I know I've been that person. Um, okay, Molly, I want to give you a little moment to shout out everything we need to know about Ladies Finance Club. Where can um, people jump online and, and book into workshops? Where can they find you? All of the good stuff. Yeah, so they can head over to our website, www.ladiesfinanceclub.com. We also have a Facebook group called um, Ladies Finance Club Money Chat where we talk all things investing and money, but it's a really nice community of um, like-minded women and we're all beginners. So, um, yeah, you definitely will not be um, feeling alone if you are new to kind of getting your money shit together. So, yeah, or follow us on Instagram. So come check us out. Amazing. Thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me today. You literally have given me so much to think about, so many tips. And I know that, you know, our audience are really going to take a a lot away from this, especially as we start thinking about traveling again. So I really appreciate you taking the time. Thanks so much for having me. All right. I'll see you soon.